out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 205. We are that podcast that talks about anime, geeks, conventions, the fandom, the geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And I think I'm probably the last person that's not tired of the snow just yet. Oh yes, because I've completely had it with it. I, I, don't, I don't blame you for being done with the snow. I don't. But, you know, all this, you know, just reminds me of two weeks prior of the great caravan to Katakon. And and think, and looking back at it, it's like, now we got the great caravan to PAX East. That shit is going to suck if Boston gets dumped upon with more snow. That's kind of been their thing this year. Well, maybe if um the Patriots didn't steal the Super Bowl win this Probably would not have happened. Nah. Uh, haters to both of you. <laughs> what I'm, I'm tired of having all the snow and not getting to enjoy it. Well, this is what you get for having snow before your birthday and making fun of people and, and teasing people about it. So you kind of dug your own grave with that. I just don't what do you care. mean I teasing to people boring. about it? Well, you know, I've always gotten excited about snow before your birthday and all of that and the whole tradition. Well, yeah, because it usually snows on my birthday. I think um, the powers that be realized you got too excited about it. Like, well, we're going to give her more snow. Yeah, well, that kind of just sucks, okay? Yeah, I know. You wanted snow, you've got snow. Uh, yeah, for the ladies out there, they want the white stuff, but not this. Oh. Uh, <laughs> hey. hey. Uh, <laughs> I ain't going there. <laughs> I ain't going there. Nope, nope. <laughs> sure you do. Sure you do. You know you want to. You know you want to. You know you want to. Not going. Nope. You know you want to. You know you want to. Nope. Too late. You already said it. Nope. Yes. Nope. Yes. Nope. I'll beat you. Nope. Yes. Nope. <sighs> Tease. Nope. We are, <laughs> we are live tonight, week of March 3rd, 2015 on the Vogue Network. We're here Tuesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern and replay Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merck, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesurge.net. The chat room is Vogue, V-O-G. Or you can just head on over to AnimeJamSession.com slash Network. There is an IRC link. If you click on it, whatever your chat client is, it'll bring you right into the chat room. And if we're t- in the chat here and we're talking, um, there's a reference to our pre-show because we made a bit of an homage to Leonard Nimoy. By pl- I played uh, Stan Bush's The Touch. And Rageinator goes, oddly enough, Stan Bush's The Touch is also a favorite of Catholic priests as well. Ouch. Obvious joke. Yeah. And Serenity41088 is tired of the snow, and dress shopping sucks ass. I can I can agree with at least one of those statements. Hmm. 
same here. Went looking for trying to find spare slacks in my size, and it's like you got forty-two by thirty, but you can't have forty-two by thirty-four. What the fuck? Oh wow, you have such problems getting clothes here to fit you. I can't. I have to order my clothes online. At least you can go in the store and get clothes. Not the normal stores. Oh, yeah, you got a point there. Shit. Alright, uh, let's go ahead and um, kick things off with um, Weekend Day. Let's start with Ari. Oh, um... Yep. Yeah, I had my birthday this past Thursday. Happy birthday, man! It really wasn't. Did you at least have an alcoholic beverage or two? Not really, I don't have any alcohol on me. Ooh. It was just me, my mom, another friend of mine, and his mom, because, well, you know, a couple weeks ago, my mom, mother had suggested, hey, we're going to, why don't we go to this place for dinner, you know, some Chinese buffet, and I didn't even get a chance to, you know, voice an opinion on the matter, and it was just, she pr she pretty much, you know, walked and talked on that, and it was mm -hmm. canonized, you know, in the same breath, so I didn't really get a choice in the matter, and my one friend doesn't like Chinese food, so it was just incredibly awkward for him, too. Oh, okay. I mean, it was a little bit better on Saturday because we went over to a mutual friend's house. Yeah. And they, he got me a cake for all, for that, too. It was a uh, board game night. Oh, okay, cool. And we, I even actually managed to uh, get everyone to play the Alhambra game that I had brought up to a Mako's place when all three of us were there. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Yeah, but then one of them started insulting my intelligence, and you know, shit just got really, really you know, unfun for me. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah, when you... It's not something I try to do, but when you notice I start talking like an NPC, you know, the same handful of phrases over and over again, that's when you know, you, you've pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so about the only pleasant thing that happened to me this week was that I went and got new shoes. Oh, okay. A pair for work because they they had almost completely fallen apart and they were pure, purely black because that's what my work dictates and, mm. they were, and they were about half white from all the salt around on the ground. Ooh. And I got another pair to replace my main pair. My main pair is now my new gym shoes. Because my my old gym shoes were from at least a decade or so. Yeah, oh, okay. And they were and I like to think of them like elven clown shoes, because you know they were they were big even on me, and I wear size seventeen shoes. And they were so beat that the uh, ends of it, the toes were like almost curling up. Mm-hmm. And the sole was falling off, too. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that it really wasn't a good week to be me. Well, it'll be better. I, I know it will be. You say so. I have a little bit of faith, you know. Hmm. But, yeah, that's how shit's been going for me. Oh. 
Makachan, how was your week and how was your day? Work, 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 and work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um... I'm trying to think if there was anything exciting that happened, and I can't really think of anything. Sounds like you're having a better week than me. Uh, I don't know. Sleep deprivation, trying to get ready for a convention, and not, you know, the fun part of getting ready for a convention, but the, uh, you know, oh, you have 24 hours to get us the list of TV shows you're showing, and anime, and oh, um, we also need this grid, and you need to come up with your schedule, and yeah. So it was a very stressful you, weekend. At least you're doing something that sounds productive. Hmm. True. Sounds true. productive. I basically sat in my bed with the laptop on my lap, trying to figure things out while watching numbers. Well, there's your point right there. You're sitting there watching numbers and you're not getting work done. And let me. Well, sh- I got my up. work done. Numbers was just the background noise. Oh, okay. It's not like I'm saying, oh yeah, I sat in marathon numbers for no reason and didn't get my work done. No, it was background noise. Gotcha. Okay. I'm trying to think if there was anything. Um... Oh, my mother and I are planning. Um, Matching tattoos. What? Yeah. That's cool. It's, um... It's actually really cool. It's, um... An infinity sign. But it's vertical instead of horizontal. And the top of the infinity sign, one side is a little bit longer. And it's, like, the mother-daughter kind of thing. So, I mean, it's, it's... a very popular one if you look up mother-daughter tattoos on Google. So I was trying to um, figure out some way to uh, customize it so it's unique to the two of us. Mm-hmm. So we're probably going to go one of the days that I have off and it's not crappy weather and see if the tattoo artist has any ideas because we both know who we want to do it. It's just a matter of getting over there. Uh, do you know where the guy's... Like, where is the guy's place? Uh, it's actually a woman. She's in brick. Hmm. Okay. Because the the, uh, the guy who does my work is all... All my work is in Williamstown. Yeah, this one... Um, she actually had a shop in Jamesburg, where I used to live, like, many, many moons ago. Um, so my mother has gone back to her a couple of times. But she lives over here. And finally opened up a shop over here, so she's a chain now. So we don't have to drive all the way, you know, it's almost an hour and a half south. Or, no, an hour and a half north. Mm. So now she's over here, so one day we just have to go up there and hope she's actually there. We'll call first, obviously. But we'll talk to her and let her give us some ideas, seeing as how she's the one that would have to ink us both. Okay. But yeah, I think that's the most exciting thing. Is yay, a tattoo. <laughs> you clearly have a much better relationship with your mother than I do. Same with mine. <laughs> yeah, well, 
considering it was basically me and my mother and nobody else for uh, many, many years, if I didn't have a relationship with her, I probably would be uh, hooked on drugs or some shit. You have anime. That's good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at the time, I didn't. Oh. But, I mean, there's a very different dynamic with uh, single parents and only one child. Mm. I suppose. Because it's when you start bringing other people into that relationship that the thing changes between the parent and the child. But, you know, my mother basically... Well, she wasn't... She didn't stay single while I was growing up. She never really brought anybody, like, into the house or anything like that. So... And then the couple of times that she did, it never worked out. So, for the most part, it was just me and her. Hmm. Hmm. If it worked, it worked, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my weekend day is the same thing it has been for practically the last, like, six, seven weeks. And looking for a job. I do have an interview tomorrow, plus I got a call for two positions. Hopefully, I'll hear back about one of them after they pushed my resume forward. So, here's the hoping. Um, let's see what else is it. I actually went out and hung out with some friends over the weekend. Ended up getting a new wallet, because the one I had was starting to fall apart, and it didn't help the fact that it was starting to tear a hole in the back pockets of my slacks. Mm. Must be some well-worn slacks if that's... That piles up. No, it's the it's the metal on on the on the on the wallet itself that kind of bears a hole into it, into the back pocket. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to the conclusion of I am all out of black slacks. Uh oh. Yeah. So I decided to go out to Old Navy because they're the only ones that will actually fit me and last me a good year, give or take. Could not find any of my size. I'll have to order them online. So that kind of sort of how you say annoyed the living hell out of me. So in other words, probably after the show tonight, I'll be placing an order for five pairs of slacks. Maybe four. Depends on how I feel. Because mm. goddamn, I miss walking around in cargo pants. <laughs> mm. Well, cargo, black cargos are my go-to for anything, so. Mm. Well, get yourself a pair. Yeah, I probably will. But you know me, I'm looking at the price, it's like, I don't know. But even though I got my tax return, what are the same token, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, there's better things to spend your money on. Oh, you mean like the two hundred dollars speed, two hundred dollars speed light flash I picked up for my camera? <laughs> no. Well, for I know. you it probably would be. So yeah. no, I no, I I I know. Don't worry. I did not forget about that. I would kick your ass if you did. No, I have. To, I'm waiting on the other tax return for to do that one. Mm-hmm. State tax return? No, uh, the 2014. The what I'm talking about that came back were my 2013s because I filed late. Oops. Whoops. Yep, exactly. And, you know, I finally got around to breaking out the Ronma 1.5 Blu ray sets 4 and 5. 
And I got pretty excited seeing my cosplay uh, featured on there. Out of all the pictures I sent, it was two of my I would uh, two of them are my real favorites, so I was happy about that. And then on volume f- on set five, when they talked about the very our collection, I wish I was able to send in pictures of of, my, of the video games. I did send in like for the fir- for the only American game that came over, but a friend of mine got me two of the Japanese games. And I could I didn't get the pictures into them in time, but they did feature a, at least a good portion of my collection. I mean, they showed off the, the CDs, the VHS tapes I have, um, the spots in the art book where where it was autographed. So I was like, yeah, I, I, was, I was having a legit moment right there. And what was interesting, now get this, I'm reading, I'm watching, and there's one other girl, she's a cosplayer, she hasn't yet been able to track down a Pichon plush. And I'm like, I have a Pichon piggy bank, and I have a Pichon plush. I will gladly send her the plush. And don't you know that damn plush is miss- has gone missing in my house? That sucks. Not that it sucks. That's irony for you. Uh-huh. Pure fucking irony. Because I know when I took the pictures, I still had it. So. <sighs> well, I will find it. If not, I will track one down for her. So. So, we got a lot of stuff to cover tonight. Um, Take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to get into some news. How does that sound, y'all? Okie dokie. Fine by me. All right. We'll be back.
Well, now, before we go ahead and start off on the news, we have more breaking news for you. We have news coming in live from the Anime Jam Session Studios here in Brooklyn, New York. We have a couple of interesting topics that have just happened to pop up um, within the last 12 hours. First tidbit of information is about Anime Boston. And if you heard Anime Boston before, you know it's pretty much New England's biggest anime convention. It's the Otakon of the New England. But also, when you hear the name Anime Boston, other things pop up. Such as the drama and the issue when they would have their rave, or known as the informal dance. Because if you call it a rave, all hell breaks loose. Mm-hmm. As of, yep, as of 12 hours ago, Anime Boston has put the informal dance on permanent hiatus. Not surprised. Same here. The long and short of it is because due to a series of incidents that happened at the dance at 2012... Sexual assault? Um, probably not just that. Um, it was that. Um, someone getting arrested for having drugs in their rooms. EMT was there a little bit more than than it was supposed to be. And from my understanding and knowledge from people who have gone to the Anime Boston rave, which I have gone to for years until I stopped going, it was pretty much a haven for booze and drugs and so forth. Which you can find almost at any con when you go to the rave. It's there. But evidently, people pretty much were token up inside the rave itself. Yeah, I think, um, what was it that I read? That somebody got caught and it caused the hotel to lose their entertainment license for a year? Yep. Ouch. Yeah, things like that, screwing over your hotel, doesn't sit well. But the sad part is a lot of people that go to the cons, they have in mind, you know, fuck the hotel, this, this, and that. And you wonder why, when you leave at the end of the weekend, certain things have been pushed around, moved around, disappeared, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from my knowledge, it was the Sheraton. As far as I know, the Sheraton is no longer a con hotel because of this. Well, I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. And they tried to have one off-site in 2013, but there were issues with the city permits and planning and so forth, where they couldn't do it. All because some assholes just wanted to get high at the rave? And then some. If I'm not mistaken, that's, I think that was the year where they had the Boston bo- where the bombing happened and things got a little bit more, it was a little bit more extra security going being tied down, you know? Yeah, I remember something to that effect but I mean my whole thing is if all you're going to a convention for is to go to a rave then just go to a fucking rave they're not hard to find no mm-hmm. actually they some are some aren't I mean granted I live no, in New there York there are public raves and then there are yeah. you know the ones that they only announce where they're going to be 15 minutes before the damn thing starts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I get it. But at the same time, if all you're doing is going for raves, then you can find a rave. 
True. But for some people, a con is the only way, it's like the easiest way for them to get to a quote-unquote rave, so... Yeah, it's probably also because most of them are fucking underage. Yes, which is why I am glad more conventions are turning the informal dance, quote-unquote, rave as an 18-plus event. Because not for nothing, if I had a kid, and I'm taking my kids to cons, they want to go to the rave, you best believe, unless they are an adult in the eyes of the law, they will not set foot in that rave. Yeah, the problem with that is a lot of mm-hmm. parents use the rave or use the convention itself as a babysitter. Yes, I know. So, you know, it's going to happen. Parents usually stay in the hotel room, let their kids do whatever the hell they want to, don't even care what's going on because, oh, it's a, you know, it's all about cartoons. It's going to be fine for them. Mm. Not realizing that um, anime is just not cartoons. You know, and if you know it, I mean, which is one of the reasons why I kind of liked PAX, because PAX doesn't have a after hours rave there. There are sponsored parties and events that people go to. And that type of shit doesn't happen there. You best believe if you try to pull some shit like that, security's going to toss you right on your ass. Mm-hmm. I mean, the good thing also about PAX is for those that just want to dance, they've got the concerts. Yeah. And most of the concerts are, you know, active and, you know, that you can go in there and have a good time. Mm-hmm. That way the people that want to drink and have a good time can go elsewhere and it works out for everybody. Yeah. I mean, in a way, I kind of like the fact that cons have two dances. But at the same time, I wish it would be just one. Because as much as, I mean, I do like to go to the ring. It's, I like to go to move, to dance. And I usually go with a bunch of friends. And we just have a good time. You know? But also, oh, excuse me. Um... But also on the same token, it's that there are a lot of late night events that are going on. I like to check those out. And sometimes I feel as if if I go to check out this panel, I'm going to miss like an awesome DJ or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some, you know, something like that. So it, it is what it is. So, And I tell you this now, the attendance is going to drop but not where it's going to make a significant impact because if if Anime Boston's pulling like 12,000 people, let's say 12,000, let's say maybe about 200 or 250 people stop going because there's no, inf- no formal dance, those 200, 250 people will be replaced by those who want to go to the con itself. So mm-hmm. no harm, no foul in the long run. Doesn't matter. Exactly. And as Sarah Ackerman says, I like going to late night panels or sleeping. Ari Kagami says, I prefer Toyo Plus lounges, but that's me. I enjoy Toyo Plus lounges too. Um, I enjoy getting drunk. Say what? In a room and playing cards against humanity. Oh yeah, definitely. That's fun. And as Rageinator says, raves as babysitters. Really, what the hell are the parents thinking at that rate? It's- Mm-hmm. I enjoy getting... You're breaking up, Ari. You're breaking up. 
I did we lose him? I didn't again? actually say anything. Yes, you did. Oh. All right. Um. You did lose me for a bit. Yeah, I meant just now. Um, as Rage says, raises babysitters. Really, what the hell are parents thinking? At that rate, the parents may as well drop the kid off at the crack houses and leave them with child molesters for the purpose of babysitting. That's I've, a little ex. Yeah, that is a little extreme. Well, it's not that the rave itself is a babysitter. The convention Con. itself mm-hmm. is a babysitter. I can't tell you how many cons, you know, it's written down that if somebody is a certain age, they have to go around with somebody 18 or older. Mm-hmm. And how many times that doesn't happen. I mean, like, they were... They, they, that usually applies for only for little kids, though, doesn't it? Anybody 14 and under, I think. Yeah. It's not just little kids. If you are not of age, you're supposed to be with an adult. Exactly. I, I You know, I think it's okay, you know, depending on the convention for, you know, 16, 17-year-olds, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously if the convention says you're supposed to be around with a parent, you should be around with a parent. And the parent, ha- you know, a guardian has to sign that paper. Mm-hmm. It's not just something that, you know, the kid can go on and order tickets. Right. If the child says that they are a certain age, you know, the parent has to sign this paper saying, yes, I'm aware, and yes, they will be going around. And how many pe- how many parents sign that paper and say, yeah, go ahead, go do what you want? <laughs> you know, I've seen it without looking at it. Yeah. It's no different from us when we were kids trying to get our parents to sign off on, on field trips or, you know, or, you know, to sign up that we did something bad in school, you know, They're like, here, whatever. But yeah, I, I've seen parents just drive up, drop the kid off, have a good time, and drive off. I've actually hung out with younger kids, you know. They were telling me how either them and their friends have a room and their parents are next door. And they're like, whatever, you know. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and my first thought is, do the parents even look in the room? No. Yeah. No, they don't. No. I mean... Honestly, it's you know, and as Ranger Serena says, Ronma, you got to come shake that ass with me at the Anime Next Rave. I will be there. Just look for the hat. You sound almost dejected by that. No, not really. Just me being me. As though you're like contractually obligated to appear at one of these things. Like, uh, fine, I'll be there. Something like that. <laughs> Yeah. Bring it down, but he had the most complete deadpan look on your face. <laughs> and um, another piece of tidbit that just popped up. I, I, I'm surprised we didn't cover this earlier. Um, pop J-pop group Barry's Kobo is on indefinite hiatus. So uh, they broke up. Yeah, they performed at Anime Next a couple of years back. That was pretty cool. They were they had their final concert at the Budokan this past weekend from February 20th to March 2nd. And they're putting out an album, they put out an album called Kanjuku Betty's Kobo, The Final Completion Box, which is their whole 10 year history. That's going to be pretty cool. And I just found this out, dude, because a friend of mine um, is a big fan. So she knew, so she, so she, I guess she watched the stream of it. And I think my youngest sister, Holly, she actually went to Japan and I know she's a big fan of hello project. So I think she went to see this or she went to see, um, 
uh, Morning Musume. I think it was for Barry's Kobo. I think that's what she went to go see. So all good things come to an end. So hopefully we'll see, we'll see a, a, reu- a reunion group some thing sometime soon in the future. You never know at this point. Mm. Yeah, anything is plausible. But um, let's get down to the news. Uh, I'll cover this first one. Um, this has been on the buzz since Thursday, and when we first heard, I think it was like Thursday or Friday when yeah Thursday when we first heard that uh, Leonard Nimoy was hospitalized, and there was the chance of please don't die, please don't die, please don't die, and well, the following yeah the following day on Friday he passed away at the age of eighty three. Um, gaming sites have put in memoriam. Uh, online games such as Star Trek Online has done tributes, and he also does a voice voice of um, Xenohart and Kingdom Hearts. From the anime point of view, if you were, if you remember back the original Transformers cartoon, he was the voice of Galvatron in Transformers the movie. And years later, he was the voice of Sentinel Prime in Transformers Dark of the Moon. Uh, Here are a couple of clips. First one is from Transformers the movie Confrontation Between Galvatron and Starscream. See if it plays. As your new leader, I... Starscream? This is bad comedy. Megatron? Is that you? Here's a hint. Okay, and here Wait, is one liner too. Yes, it was. Here's a hint. I'm sorry. What were you saying? No, I was like, here's a hint, and <laughs> Ari, what was that? Or like gonna. Segue into something else, I think. Yeah, um... I'm, You're going to segue into something else? Yes, I am. The next part is, um... Optimus Prime and Sentinel Prime talking in, uh... Transformers Dark... Transformers 3 Dark of the Moon. So majestic and peaceful, this planet. Unlike the final days of Cybertron. I've wondered what might have been if you had fought the final battle instead of me. Never mourn the past, young warrior. Thanks to you, our race survives. You were our leader, Sentinel. It is your right to lead us again. In a world I do not know, 
I am no longer your teacher, Optimus. You are mine. Not bad. It's one of my favorite lines from that movie, too. One of the high point movie, too. Hmm. Leonard Nimoy, gone but never forgotten, past the age of 83, live long and prosper. Okay, um, moving on. Maka, one, uh, actually, uh, Maka, which one do you want to do? This one or the next one? Um, the next one. Okay. Ari, the next one is all yours. Oh, the uh, children, the magical girl. You are breaking up. I cannot hear you. Oh God, damn it! Not again. Yeah, you were you were you were getting kind of garbled. Um, you don't have any torrents running, are you? Nope. Okay. No games or uh, Nope. All right. Um. Give it a go. Let, let, let's see what happens. Okay. <clears throat> Made popular world the manga and anime series Sailor Moon, the magical girl genre is one of the staples of the Japanese pop culture. Media, media scholar Sugawa Akiko explores the development of the, of the Maho Shoujo from her beginnings as a Western-style witch to her filing as an icon of feminine power against the backdrop of gender norms and expectations. Hmm. Now she, uh... She t- it's a very long ass article, so I'll try to summarize the best I can. Go for it. She opens with uh, discussing, you know, the, you know, the typical character tropes for, for Mahalo Shoujo protagonists, like clumsy, hates schoolwork, bad at sports, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Right. And she, which was a discussion about Sailor Moon. And uh, she goes back to the 60s with the Sally the Witch, or Mahosukai Sari. Sari, yeah, mm-hmm. S-A-R-I. A little practice from Magic Kings rise in a world of humans in the guise of girl, no, Yumano Sally and creates a star with her special power. She made first animation specifically targeting young girls. Mm-hmm. And this was inspired by, of all things, Be- Bewitched. Those episodic comedy and all that good stuff. And let's see. There was also Himitsu no Akko-chan, the secret of Akko-chan, about an ordinary girl who's grand magical powers in reward for a good deed. Uh, let's see. The story Kagami Atsuko, or Akko-chan, shows such respect and care for a broken mirror that the mirror spirit rewards her with the gift of the magical compact that allows her to transform into anything or anyone she chooses. Yeah, I, I remember when they discussed these shows, they talk about how they're using their magical powers for more mundane or domestic stuff. Mm-hmm. Which, from people from the uh, 2000s on looking back, just like, kind of cringy. <clears throat> and then there was uh, Chappie the Witch in 1972, Megu the Little Witch, 1974 and 75. Which gives the term Majoko. Mm-hmm. Uses a general term for magical girl protagonists. Let's see. And then, the, like in, in the 80s, they became women. I 
would be the best way to say it. Yeah. Uh, Mahono Princess Miki Momo, first Miki Momo in 82. Mm-hmm, I've heard of and those. Mahono Tenchi Kurimi Mami, Magical Angel Kurimi Mami in 83 and 84. They call them Sally-type little witches, you know, harking back to Sally the Witch. Queen is an ordinary girl who obtains magical powers in the Akko style. What they both have in common is magical ability to morph to grown-up images of themselves. Mm. If you're familiar with uh, Captain Marvel comics in DC, uh, you know, little Billy who he shouts Shazam and he becomes, you know, Captain Marvel. Right. That sort of thing. Then in Sailor Moon, took the world by storm and spawned a global craze for an entire new breed of a magical girl, the Henshin Warrior, you know, the transforming kind. Seemingly ordinary schoolgirl changes into an adorable costume equipped with really cute accessories and releases her magic energy with the some with a scepter like weapons. Uh, mm-hmm. icon- She's an iconic product in the 1990s and during the era of girl power when girl bands were singing song of feminine toughness and self-reliance. We all remember that sort of stuff, right? Yes, we do. Oh, here we go. Sailor Moon also highlights some of the softer emotions and impulses traditionally associated with femininity, most notably maturation of a heterosexual love relationship between Usagi and Mamoru, and maternal nurturing behavior towards Chibiusa and Chibi Chibi. And then after 2000, we got the Sailor Moon template in place, and this we get things like, you know, parodies of the genre. With the 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 pretty cute franchise in two thousand and four. Yeah, one thing I don't know if you could really call them parodies, but more, it or imitate. It's like inspired by. And to be perfectly honest, there are just as many pretty cute uh, senshis as there is super super sentai fighters. You know, the the number is about the same. Mm-hmm. And uh, from now we get the little witch lineage, which is uh, let's see. Maha Shoujo Tai Arusu, Adventures of Queenie Witches, which I've never heard of. And Little Witch Academia. Uh, I think either... I actually have Tweenie Witches. Oh, you do? I think so. Mm. Hmm. I don't I think it's one of those that I picked up for free with something and uh never watched it. <laughs> Probably because it was free. And you thought, oh, no. Well, no, it was one of those, um, I think, I'm trying to remember. I think it was an Anime Next, and I bought a video game. And when I bought the video game, I got a free T-shirt, and then I got to choose from one of their collection of DVDs. That's one way to get rid of crap. Well, no, it it was the actual company. Well. Um, Because it's... It's not. It's a DVD, but it's like based off of their game kind of thing. Right, right. So it was still more self, uh, you know, self promotion. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see. I see what mm-hmm. you're saying. Yeah. And they, she closed. You know, where's it going? At? They seem to be turning back to the very of the earlier era. Happiness. 
Cure, combining girl power appeal with the traits of the nostalgic princess archetype. Hmm. And we have a trend toward rebellion against sexual norms. Like, uh, you know, Yuri relationships popping up, like in the Almagi medical match. I guess. Yeah. Alright. Any recent ad appearance of an anime series about boys who turn them girls? Yeah, we have one. Yeah, that's what she was talking about. Yeah. Now that's, I guess, a, a parody of <clears throat> of the magical girl. Yeah, that genre. one. Yeah, that one is a parody. Um, I think Mako's been watching it. What? Um, that the boys, uh, hen uh, the magical boy anime. Oh yeah, the uh, yeah Earth Defense Club. I think yeah. there, I think there was somebody cosplaying from that series at Katsukon, but in the grand scheme of things, didn't really see it. Okay, now that we got that going, Mako. Um, yeah, my only issue with this is, um, like, closer to the end, it's talking about uh, Japan nurturing witches in other places and starts to talk about Sabrina the Teenage Witch and only brings up the live-action drama and doesn't talk about the fact that the live-action drama is based on a comic that kind of came before almost all of those shows. Um, her first appearance is 1962. See, she was um, in Archie. Mm-hmm. And okay, now that even I knew that. Yeah, she. Um, her first appearance was in Archie's Madhouse, number 22, in October 1962. She didn't get her own. Um, comic until 71 and basically the various incarnations throughout um, one of them is still going so mm -hmm. but yeah Sabrina is actually you know older than people think yeah I mean she's the first because if you look at these um, and talk about this what was it the first one yeah the first one in Japan was 1966. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got Mary Poppins in 64. And I think... Uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to look like at the exact time that uh, Bewitched came out. Um, let me see if I can To find. the Wikipedia! Do, 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 do. 1964. Um, 1964. Yep. So, I mean, you're talking about this. This is 62. This is even before Mary Poppins. So if anything was the start of, you know, the Teenage Witch and all of that, you're looking at Sabrina. Mm -hmm. And while she was at that point just a side character, somebody must have said, hey, a Teenage Witch, that's a kind of fun idea. I guess it kind of became recursive then. It's like... Yeah, well the, well, the whole thing is, you know, not a lot of people in today's age realize that um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the live-action stuff, is based off of a comic which, you know, started in Archie. They may know about the live-action, they may know about her specific comic, but not a lot of people realize that, you know, her comic wasn't her first... 
show up. Which is why the old hipster Usagi meme talking about she had a cat, a talking cat before everybody else. It was only funny the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I that I don't know because I've never actually watched. Um, I've never actually read all of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I know Salem is in the comics, mm-hmm. but I don't know when that particular aspect showed up. Hmm. But yeah, um, people need to do their homework more. Yeah, you youngins get off my lawn and study your books. Because <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna, let me see. Yeah, if you're gonna go back to all of that, uh, mm-hmm. let's see, where is it? Yeah, I mean, if you want to go back to the first incarnation of, you know, a quote-unquote magical girl, Wonder Woman. Because then you're going back to the 40s. See, now this is where you'll get a big discussion, because Wonder Woman's a super is a superheroine, you know, but... I understand. Well, she is, but yeah. I mean, but I see, but I, I see what you're saying. I really see it, you know. Yeah, I mean, where does this whole, you know, a woman has quote unquote magical powers? Because, I mean, while Wonder Woman isn't technically a witch, she's you know got super strength and agility and reflexes. She's got flight. Um, you know, she's got a healing factor. She's got magical weaponry. She's also made from clay and lightning, so. That's her origin story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's she's an Amazon or a demigod or, you know, whichever one you want to go with. Fair so, enough. I mean, if, you, if you're going to go all the way back there, you've got to go all the way back to the first, you know, the first woman. And everything would, you know, oh, yeah, you know, we don't have a woman and we need to we need to add a girl and let's give her some powers and... Or, you know, let's make let's take Wonder Woman and make her a teenager. How would she act if she, you know, first got her powers and didn't realize what it was? And, I mean, there you're going back to the 40s. So, hmm. All right. And that was Anime History 101 with <laughs> Professor Washu. <laughs> All right. So, All Aeneas' uh, little super deformed versions of Mako-chan, like, sit, sitting right behind her. No, right, In no. front of her. Don't give her any ideas. Please don't. <laughs> Mako number one and Mako number two. Mako-chan, you're <laughs> the best. Mako-chan, you're a genius. Great. Just what we need. Mako-chan, you're the greatest. God. Anyway. Like those little pop figurines of her. <laughs> All right, so um, next article. Detective Conan is getting his own airport. Um, and it's not just an airplane. It's the entire airport. Mm. So, yeah, those that don't know Detective Conan, that would be case closed in uh, America and the UK. Um, but, yeah, yesterday... Uh, or was it yesterday or two days ago? Anyway, um, no, yeah, it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, 
yesterday basically um in there's some dateline play in there yeah mm. um but it's the yesterday was the opening ceremony for Totori Sand Dunes Conan Airport and that is the official name of it and go all the way down cuz there's pictures of uh you know the baggage claims there's posters inside um the characters are all over the place uh i think the baggage claim is hilarious cuz um one end of it has you know all the good characters and the other end i guess where all of your baggage goes to when it goes back around again is a uh, kaito kid <laughs> and he's the thief so i think that's hilarious um but yeah so there's pictures and stuff all over the place and tatori is uh it's known for its naturally occurring st uh sand dunes so a lot of it is um, very Middle Eastern looking, you know, Conan's riding camels and there's sand and things like that all over the place. Um, but basically the author, um, of the manga is from the area. Mm. So they are, um, sort of honoring him, but also basically, you know, bringing in, the fans of the series to this area because, oh, hey, you know, and Detective Conan. Income. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, you know, an honor of both of them. And it's kind of cool. That forced perspective trick on the, uh, the, on the airport floor is neat. Yeah, yeah, the stairs. That's cool. Though I'm pretty sure it'll freak some people out who are high or stoned or have just never been to the place well uh, that it's actually very you know popular sidewalk art so for a while it'll probably just gather a lot of attention and then people just walk right over it and not even care anymore but yeah I mean <sighs> ha 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 what uh, now what Ari wrote in the Skype chat oh uh, okay um, but yeah, basically, it's an honor of both the area and the artist. And I will take the thing and post the article in the other chat so everybody can see the pictures from it. Um, the art on the walls is kind of cool. It is. Because obviously, all of those pictures, they can't exactly use... Um, I, I, you know, fake stuff, considering it's supposed to honor a guy that lives, you know, that came from the country or from the town, I mean. So, yeah, it, it's not a bad way for something that's in like 900 and something chapter, chapters to have it uh, have itself honored. And as one person says in the, like in the chat, in, on, I mean, in the comments of the article... They have more episodes than The Simpsons. Jesus Christ! Why were you ever turned into a kid? And why do we have? Why don't we have a Simpsons airport? Because Simpsons is overplayed. Yeah. And the only people watching it now are too poor to have an airport. You know, go to the airport because they're kids. Zing! Shots fired. Jimmy's rustled. Nuclear launch codes entered. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at the television series. The television series itself is 766 episodes and has been ongoing since 96, like beginning of 96. Could you imagine just trying to catch, like, marathon that show? You'd be at it for several days at least. <laughs> yeah, it's, I can't even, I, I can't even begin to imagine it. I mean, I, I have wanted to go back and reread all of the manga. And uh, it scares the crap out of me just because of how long it is. <laughs> I think I'd be like three. I think I'd be like maybe about a hundred chapters. Like you know, one. Fuck this! I'm out. Throw the book in the air. And just walks away. I'm out. And as Ranger Serena says, seven hundred and sixty-six episodes, and I still can't fucking solve a crime before the damn kid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Detective Conan is on 900 and, let's see, 913 was December 10th, uh, so I believe that would mean uh, 916 now. Yikes. Yeah, 916 will be the next one out. And that's chapters. Mm. So, yeah, that scares the crap out of me since I want to reread it all. No, actually, I think the next article is probably going to scare the crap out of you. Or at least freak you out, or and some it, people. It's, it's, it's a little interesting. Yes. Now, I am one of those who has a body pillow. The, st- the quick story is that me and Ari were at Zenkai Con one year, and we were going through the dealer's room, and I pointed out that they had a Sailor Mercury body pillow. And I believe Ari said something along the lines of, I wouldn't buy it because I don't want it. And I'm like, and I think, I, I think he said, well, if they had a Sailor Venus one, I know you would buy it. And I go, in a heartbeat, but unfortunately, he doesn't have any out here. Right as I said that, said vendor pulls one out of the box. <laughs> I look dumbfounded, hand over my credit card, and said, shut up, and swipe my card. Off by this point, because what? Honestly, like, I had walked off by this point, because these body blows like that kind of unnerve me. Hmm. Well, here's... And when I saw you had bought it later on, the first four words out of my mouth were, I fucking kidding. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And what was also interesting, as I was walking through the dealer's room, I happened across Uncle Yo, and we are both part of Team Venus, and we almost had a Klingon battle to the death over the, over the pillow. And you do realize I would have stomped him out. Honestly, if I had seen that, I would have just fro- like paused at the doorway a couple seconds, turned around, and walked off without saying anything. 
Now, the reason why I am talking about um, body pillows is that they're, they now have talking, interactive hug, uh, hugging pillows. And you're probably thinking along the lines of like if you are our if you if you're in our generation, Teddy Ruxpin or something like that, or the talking dolls where you pull the string, you know, and it will say These a phrase. Aren't like Teddy Ruxpin That's dolls. That's actually Most not what I was thinking of. What it were just... you thinking? Um, if you can remember back, because I know I had a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Um, there were pillowcases. Either with characters on them. Pillow persons, pillow people. I know what you're talking about. I remember those. Yeah, and Mm. they had a button and they talked. (laughs) And I know that because I have, I had some. These things aren't like Teddy Ruxpin's because because I can't stick a Slayer tape into the back of this thing and make it sing Raining Blood. (laughs) Like I could with my Teddy Ruxpin. No, it wasn't the pillow person. I'm done. But, um... They now have... Body pillows... That experience pleasure... When you rub them. Fuck it, that's enough internet for me today. Former Kyushu Institute of Technology researcher Koichi Uchimura is launching a crowdfunding campaign for his Itasupo, the first talking hug pillow that responds to your touch. The pillowcase, which is being crowdfunded, comes with two sensors conveniently placed inside the internal pouches of the boobs and the crotch. And, and, the, and the character has a name, Rina Makaraba. Which is a play on words. Makra means pillow. If you gently massage her boobs, she'll cool and whimper and be all lovey dovey with you. You grope her too hard and she'll get angry with you. The pillowcase is integrated with a smartphone app, which will allow for future downloads of expansion voice packs. It comes with 100 phrases now, with another 400 available free for download. Rena's voice is provided by Amisa Sakuragi. And we click here, and... Oddly enough, she has done a Magical Girl anime called Cream Lemon New Generation. So, yeah. Let's go back to where we were before. I can't find a picture of these pillowcases. As of right now, the campaign has already raised a million yen, which is about eight grand. Of its 500,000 yen goal, which is about four grand. A little bit over four grand. Looks like they're going to do it. Each pillowcase and sensor set is going for about 20,000 yen, which is about 167 bucks. Though early adopters can get it for 18,000 yen, which is about 150. Other options include pillowcases for Rena's friends, Shion Kamsky, and Shihiho Natsuki. Yeah. You thought it was bad enough seeing people walking, guys walking around with body pillows. This is what we need. Yeah. This is the kind of thing that'll instigate the robot rebellions. And 
And as Sarah Ackerman says, I need one of Levy. Let me have my fantasies. Oh, God. Well then, Sarah, you might want to go over to the Anime Jam Session Facebook page and check out the Friday photos from Katsukon. There is a Captain Levy running around in a maid uniform. You're welcome. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase PALE. It's just what I thought they couldn't go past this. They now have vibrators with cameras in them. With cameras in them? <laughs> yes. In them? Yes. <laughs> so you can see things from the perspective of the dildo, obviously. For for well, the lover. It's gonna be dark, so then they're gonna have to put, you know, a flashlight attached to it. I'm pretty sure it already has one attached to it. You mean a flashlight, right? I'm pretty sure most <laughs> dildos are flashlights. <laughs> well, they now have an adapter. That allows you to fap to recharge your phone, okay? Oh, God, yeah, I've seen that one. <laughs> All right? So, I mean, <sighs> this shouldn't surprise me, but the fact that we have these two other devices... <sighs> it was just a matter of time when they came up with gaming and anime-themed vi- vibrators and dildos. We should have seen this shit coming a mile away. And this reminds me of what Rob Roberts says from OLR. <laughs> TTF, time to fap. How long before we get the holodeck? How long? <sighs> yeah. Someone please take the next one. Please. I don't care who it is. Kiroki. Oh. Um, okay, so basically to draw awareness to something going on in the in- anime industry, um, a veteran animator from uh, Sachiko Kamimura, who does uh, City Hunter and uh, Doraemon, um, basically she's saying that most of... Uh, the roughly like roughly the starting wage for um like just starting out uh animators is about a dollar an hour um but basically if you go through with this um she's saying that you know 20 years ago when cells weren't as detailed that would be really easy to do but now um, animation is so detailed that it's really hard for somebody coming in to do that whereas later on um, somebody basically says you shouldn't be doing you know you shouldn't be saying that that is your you know more that that is something that only she's seen because one of the uh animators for the Detective Conan movie 
um, oh, the Lupin Third versus Detective Conan movie and a Gray Man basically said that um, her company does, you know, everything is influenced by, uh, you know, basically the hourly rate instead of uh, by sell. Mm. So if you're starting out, you know, you're going to get, uh, you know, a lower amount, but obviously the the more experienced you become, the more you're going to be getting. So she's saying, you know, people that are just starting out might, might take home, you know, $419 a week. Which, I mean, for a starting position in a company, that's not bad. It really isn't. It's decent, yeah. It's more than I make in a week. Mm, kind of sad. Yeah. Um, Think me too, if I'm not putting any overtime in. Yeah, so... Yeah, that, then... that was my salary just sitting on my ass, so yeah. Yeah, and then somebody else comes in later and basically says, well, you aren't going to give starting out animators the cells that have all the difficult stylings. You're going to give them the easiest ones to to animate, and that one being basically lip flaps, where none of the characters are moving, they're just talking. And those aren't difficult, it's just, you know, open the mouth, close the mouth, open the mouth, close the mouth. So he's basically saying, you know, you're full of shit because obviously they're basically tracing for mm-hmm. the most part when they first start out. So they can do a, a decent amount, but that also they shouldn't be basing salary on just how many cells you you are actually animating and more on how many hours you're working. Yeah, you know, that kind of reminds me of a job I used to have years ago. Um do you remember getting in the mail stuff like Reader's Digest sweepstakes or Publisher's Clearinghouse sweepstakes and they still oh, do you were an envelope stuffer? Tests, yeah. Yeah, naturally I wasn't really an envelope stuffer per se. I did the data entry. Mm. So you would fill out the form, tape the penny or whatever it was to it, and I would work in this office and I would just pretty much punch it into the system and depending on which uh, forms I was doing was my salary so doing the publisher's clearinghouse had a higher rate as opposed to doing the Reader's Digest ones mm-hmm. so yeah because I know those envelope stuffers or all those uh, quote unquote work at home things mm-hmm. um, basically you're sent a box and it's either, you know, take one part and assemble it to another part or stuff these envelopes and seal them. And that's all basically you fill up the box. Um, however many you did, that's that's how you get paid. Mm-hmm. And the quicker you work and send these boxes out, the more money you get. So, I mean, you know, that it, it's something that is out there and that works. But at the same time, if it's going to take you three hours to do one cell, you know, getting a dollar an hour sucks. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, but at the same time, depending on what company it is, you're going to have low-level workers. It happens with any job. Yeah. And some companies are not good and some companies are. Mm-hmm. Because I know working working for Disney has amazing benefits. And that doesn't matter if you're working in... Um, the parks, or you're working in the hotels, or you're working in the retail store. 
um, you know, they really take care of their workers. Where you go to a private company where it's a family-owned business or something like that, and you get jack shit. Speak from experience. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> I can completely relate to that too. Same here. Yeah. So I mean, it, it could still be, you know, a company that's doing a lot and making a lot of money, but. You know, the more money that they are saving by scrimping and treating their employees like shit, the more money they have in their pocket. Mm-hmm. And obviously, animation is a huge thing in Japan. So there are always going to be people looking to get into these jobs. So are you really going to complain when you know, there's just going to be somebody right behind you to take your place. Sounds about right. Okay. Now that we have pretty much have gotten uh, our news out of the day, we're going to go ahead and open up Skype line. And we're also going to discuss um, the open forum topic. That's right. The open forum topic is where we ask all of you, the fans, your opinion on a topic in the anime cosplay fandom one way or another every week. If you don't want us to use your real name, just let us know and we won't do it. Here is this week's open forum topic. Body positivity in cosplay. One of the topics that is discussed is body positivity in cosplay. We even see this in songs and whatnot. We also see that there are some cosplayers that are all for body positivity, but they use corsets and hide their bodies in various photos. Do you think that is fair to say that this is appropriate for such? I wasn't expecting a lot of answers. Because I know it's a very hotly top, de hotly debated thing. Yeah, it's definitely a touchy subject yeah. for some. From... From Saya, she says, whatever makes him happy. I promote body positivity and wear corsets. And I do it because I like how I look in them. I think that people mistake body positivity for other things. For me, it means anyone can cosplay any character they feel comfortable doing. Doesn't matter if they're skinny, average, or fat, large boobs, or small ones. It has nothing to do with whether or not you like your body. It has to do with overcoming your fears in cosplay anyway. I'm fat. When I cosplay certain characters, I want a different look. To me, it's so different from wearing a compression vest for crossplay. There is an aesthetic I'm going for, and of course it helps me get there. Sarah Ackerman here. We all have different builds. Some of us short, tiny, tall, round, lanky, and muscular. I don't really care what it comes to cosplay, seeing that there are ways to make someone that's plus size to look good in cosplay. Hold on, let me stop the music. If you like your body, embrace it. Cosplay is to not to show off. Cosplay is something in fun, and if you have fun doing a cosplay, a character, do it. I don't do the whole corset thing, seeing that I don't have one, and if I want to be a character that looks a certain way, I work towards it. If you want to look good in a cosplay, cheating may do more harm than good. From Serenity1488, Well, it depends on what you're cosplaying and what version. It is up to the cosplayer to make the decision whether they want to put themselves in that situation or just do it the way they want to show their cosplay. Interesting quite interesting answers. What what I expected, but I did like what I heard. 
Now, I brought this up because over the weekend, you know, word traveled that the cosplay community that, that quote-unquote famous cosplayer Ivy Doom Kitty was featured in Playboy. And not for nothing, I haven't heard the Playboy name in years because, come on, there's internet. There's plenty of stuff out there that's a lot better than what Playboy has to offer. So it's fine, whatever. It's entry level at this point. Yeah, it is. It's your father's magazine. It's your granddad's magazine. You know, something you would put out on the table for proud. You know, so. And during a discussion, it was said that she is 100% all about body positivity, and yet she wears a corset. And in her promo and body shots, you really can't see her body. See, I have a problem with that. Maybe I'm also the hypocrite in regards to that. I feel if you are all about body positivity and you're proud of that and you fully support it, then there really is no need for you to use a corset or hide your body in various shots. But on the same token, if I also to say, you know, if that's how you feel, adjust your cosplay that make it work for you, but that in a way that's sort of like cheating. I mean, I for one feel like cosplay whoever you want, be proud of who you are. I can say that I do support body positivity, but I won't say it outright. Because then again, when I cosplay human Artemis, the tunic is slightly adjusted so that you don't see my big old Buddha belly. Because I don't want it to be shown. You know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so, I mean, I guess it's, that's why I say, you know, she needs to do this and that, but yet I come off as a bit of a hypocrite because of how I carry my cosplays. So, Ari, Marco, what are your thoughts? I've never worn a corset, mostly because I really don't like tight clothing to begin with. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I tried wearing one of those, like, compression shirts and yeah. it was just completely uncomfortable like... okay and I, I have a whole cavalcade of issues with my uh, with my physicality so okay I understand that I get that so I mean I <clears throat> I barely get you know, noticed or asked that my picture taken when I'm in cosplay with, with being as uh, big and fat and disgusting as I am. Alright. Mako? Um, my whole thing is go out and wear what you want to wear. And, you know, if you don't feel comfortable in a certain pose or something like that, depending on what you're wearing, I, I don't think trying to hide that is cheating or trying to you know the o the only thing i say is cheating is fixing it with photoshop okay I, I can agree with that but i don't find corsets cheating i don't find you know uh control top pantyhose or anything like that cheating um i think you can still be body positive and you know want to present yourself the best way that you possibly can. Mm -hmm. um, I, I know that um, also depending on the situation, I will try and make myself look, you know, 
look different because of that. And that like, I don't see that as cheating either. Um, like I'm going to, if I'm cropping a picture and like, I'm going to crop it in such a way so that, you know, the flaws are cropped out of it, obviously, but you know, you can do that taking the photography too. Um, you know, positioning your shot and everything. I don't, I don't find that cheating. The only thing cheating is, you know, if you're going to take Photoshop and start, you know, fixing yourself that way. And I don't mean, you know, blemishes or anything like that. I mean, you know, fully removing three inches from your waist. But go out there and dress in what you're going to dress. Just, you know, obviously some people are going to make comments about it and just ignore them. Because they're hateful assholes. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but it's also, if you don't want to take the criticism, ignore it. Um, sometimes people are going to criticize and do it in a way to maybe help you, um, not necessarily to make fun of you. So depending on what the criticism is, you know, ignore it or, you know, thank them and move on, whether or not you want to listen to it or not. But sometimes listen to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, I mean, you can be body positive and present yourself, you know, the best way you want to. So that's, yeah. And as I have said before, you know, when, when we were discussing this, we need more test monsters in the cosplay community. I definitely agree. Um, I, I, I just think, I, like, it's not, it's not even that. I think if more people went out there and just not necessarily cosplayed, you know, to their look, but cosplay um, with their look, I guess, mm-hmm. and just don't don't listen to the haters. Take criticism, you know, if you don't want it, you know, just let it go over. But don't listen to the haters. The haters are the ones that are going to put shit into your head about what good cosplay is and isn't. Yeah. Oh, and and as we go into the chat room, we're talking about cors- corsets and damaging reproductive organs. Okay, H- here's the thing. Corsets can do damage to your organs. It can, depending on how tight you wear it. You can and how w- frequently you wear yeah. it when it's cinched that yeah. tight. You can wear a corset every day, you know, if you have it on just a little bit of tight. Nothing, as long as you're able to move around and walk. Because it's just adjusting your body, you know. You can do that. But I know there are people who do waist training so they can get that perfect... Um, the hourglass, hourglass shape. shape. But that, that can cause damage. Yeah, and, that's yeah. when you're getting get going to get into the damage because mm-hmm. those people are purposely over tightening their corset, um, even wearing it to bed. I have a corset. I don't wear it very often because I just don't like the confinement. Mm-hmm. Um, I have never fully uh, uh, tied the tor- tied my corset. Mm. Never. Because I'm wearing it more for the look. I'm wearing it more, um, I, I guess, to push things in other places. 
but I'm not wearing it to make myself skinny. Hmm. And I think that a lot of damage also comes from that. Because if you are a big person and you're wearing a corset just to force yourself to be skinny for a little while, um, yeah, things are going in places that they are not supposed to go. And you don't want that. No. Also, I was under the impression that corsets were a women's article of clothing. Um, I don't know of any guys who really wear them. I, in certain, um, I guess, uh, costuming, I know some like some goth guys that wear them. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's more for the look than what it's doing to you know the body. Because they're um, skinny enough without it. Well, no, it's it's more for the look than anything else. I I know that there are girdles for guys, and I know guys that will you know fully suck in whatever beer gut they have, so that when they go out, you know whether they're going to a club, but mostly when they're you know trying to look nice, and dressing up, that's when they wear them. So I mean, a girdle is nothing more than a corset for the stomach. And it looks like our Skype line is quiet tonight, so we're going to go ahead and shut it down. And now we're going to go ahead and change the tune around here. News from Japan. Yeah. Weird news. It, It wasn't really weird enough. It was a very light week in Japan. At least we do have a follow-up to a story that we covered um, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I'll go ahead with the first article. Um, newspaper delivery man arrested for a threatening TV presenter. Well, okay then. Police in Saitama City said on Sunday that they arrested a 36-year-old newspaper delivery man for making death threats against a TV presenter. According to the police, the suspect identifies Akira Kamijo posted six death threats against Takako Kato in a reader's column on the NTV website between September 25th and October 5th. The messages sent from his smartphone include threats such as, Die, I'm going to kill you on the weekend. As reported by TV Asahi. Kamijo was quoted by police saying he didn't like the immoral way Kato was dressed while she was on air. Her skirts were always too short. Oh, fuck this guy. Prior to his arrest, Kamijo worked as a newspaper delivery man for the Asahi Shimbun. Look, 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 look. Let, let me tell you something. You put two reporters stand side by side. One in a long skirt. One in a short skirt. You tell me which network is going to get the better ratings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're also talking about a country that has news shows where the women are in bikinis. Really? Yeah, haven't you ever seen some of the wacky-ass Japanese news shows? No! That's legit news. No, uh, I yeah, have not. news shows. I mean, granted, most of the women are doing, you know, the fluff reports or the weather or something like that. But these are, you know, it's legit news. 
they it's not professionally look like it's not professional looking it's not their cnn hmm. yeah wow well, well there's the, there's the one new show where they've got the cat in the in the uh room see but that's okay though because it's a cat and cats are awesome <laughs> but yes, Japan doesn't necessarily take its news seriously because it doesn't necessarily take anything seriously. Whew. I might have to go looking for some of these shows. <laughs> and if you go into the chat room, everyone's still talking about corsets. And as Rageinator says, the only time I heard of guys wearing girdles is in football. In football terms, the girdle is a garment that goes under the uniform that holds certain pads, namely to the hip pads. Hip and the tailbone pad. I should know. I wore those for uh, when I wasn't playing football in high school. Mm. And as Sarah Ackerman says, if I ever had a corset, I don't want to look like Jessica Rabbit. You could... Your waist wouldn't be the size of my fist, but you could. I've seen some plus-size girls do Jessica Rabbit in a corset, and they still pull it off pretty damn well. Case in point, Saturday's photos on the Anime Jam session page from Katsukon. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Hmm? No, it's just you don't have to wear a corset to make yourself you know, into a certain shape. True. My shape is round, and with my corset, I'm still round. I thought your, <laughs> I thought your shape was Dumbbell a... Dumbbell-shaped? Marco, I thought your shape was a kawaii potato. Yeah, that probably works. <laughs> that actually probably works really well. It's just a matter of time where people start doing the think and you cosplay caricature cosplays. I wait for someone to cosplay a kawaii potato. Don't give me ideas. <laughs> I kind of sort of was. It, it's gonna be like it's a freaking simple and easy cosplay. <laughs> if you I do, go, if, all I gotta do is go and get fucking colored foam and make it to shape. And then draw on it. If you go to Katakan next year and thinking you is going, you have to do the kawaii potato. Oh, man. <laughs> and see, I can make it so that... Ah, uh, don't give me ideas, because... Yeah, don't give me ideas. Idea, 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 idea. Hint, 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 yeah, hint. especially since I really want to go to Katsu next year. Yeah. All right, next article, please. Anybody, somebody. Ari? Did we lose him again? No, nope, he's still here. All right, I'll take it. Go for it. No, I'm... 43... 43-year-old one arrested for spring graffiti on over 200 telephone poles. Police in Toyota... Aichi Prefecture of Arrested 43-year-old woman on vandalism charges after she was caught spraying telephone poles with graffiti. The woman identifies Akiko Hashimoto, one, a part-time employee of a children's daycare center, is suspected of being responsible for over 200 similar cases of vandalism over the past six years, says NTV. According to police, Hashimoto was caught on Monday spraying a telephone pole on Toyota. She was caught by saying she had wanted to harass a particular woman 
and decided to write her name between 200 and 300 times. Wow. Because that's how logic works. Like, I hate you. I'm going to spray paint your name all over the place. Um, okay. She was probably also unemployed, too. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. But I don't... Alright, Mako. Alright, last one? Yep. Alright, so about four weeks ago, we talked about um, this article. A guy basically threatened the police with a knife and then uh, stole a waiting taxi and ran away. Uh, hmm. Basically, um, the old man that was, he's 57, uh, 57 years old man, uh, that was being investigated on the charge of possession of drugs, who escaped from police by stealing a taxi, turned himself in. I'll say this much. When it comes to crime in Japan, at least most thieves and thugs are honorable to turn themselves in. Yeah, but at the same time, if you're going to end up turning yourself in anyway, why, why... Why did you do it in the first place? Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to run away now. And, um, you know, a month later, I'm going to turn myself in. All oh, seems yeah. rather pointless, doesn't it? Well, are the Japanese just more prone to guilt? <laughs> I guess so. Because that's the only thing I can think of, is that they're just more prone to feeling guilty. Guilt, shame, that sort of thing. Dishonor! <laughs> Their culture is based on shame, John, and Dick Cheney clearly has none. <laughs> Daily Show quote, thank you. <laughs> so like that cheap shot to Seth Rollins, huh? Oh god, we'll get into that at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. We're gonna go ahead. Uh, do our last break and we'll come back and wrap shit up. So, okay. It. Yep. So, we'll be back. Thank you. 
Very well. Yeah. I, I, I just saw a picture of my brother-in-law with a full beard. And I said he's missing the crocheted hat and the $5 latte. Oh, God. And then he blocked you, right? No! <laughs> no, my sister thought that was... My sister liked, thought it was funny, so she liked it. <laughs> God. <laughs> Anywho... If you like what you heard, tell a friend, Dale and Tur, tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. We're here for you guys. So, if you have any questions, ideas, and suggestions, please drop us a line at podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Let us know what's up. We are here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com. And we have, and if you go onto the site, we have updated. We have updated our section on cosplay interviews. So definitely check out interview with Fairy Fingers, brought to us by the awesome and talented Uni. So definitely check it out. Um, if you can't access our site for our podcast for any reason whatsoever, there are multiple ways you can do that. You can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Xbox Music, and TuneIn Radio. If you happen to listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher, we ask for five-star reviews if you can give them out. That's all we really want, so we're greatly appreciative of it. Check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash TV. And if you follow the site this week, you might be in for a big surprise. If you want to follow us individually on YouTube and see what stuff that we like and what videos we may post, you can find me at youtube.com slash S. Ari is at Ari22682. Mako Chan is over at Jupe Luna. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Follow us here when you're, you want to check out updates on our website, podcasts, what cons we're going to, articles, all that cool stuff. If you want to see what we tweet about and talk about on a daily basis, you can find me at Twitter.com slash DJRonMess. Ari is at the Ari Man. And Mako Chan is at Joe Videa. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. And I have to say, we broke 2,900. We're like at 2,926. And to everybody that's been liking the Katsukon photos that you've been seeing this week, I have a lot more to post that is going up this week. So definitely keep an eye out for it. As long as you continue to like those photos, like older photos, like the articles, everything that we post that goes through our Facebook page, we will bring you more content. That's our way of saying thank you, and we're really appreciative, and we're truly grateful for all of you uh, liking the page and what we have for you. Um, let's see. If you want to follow us individually on Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash imdjeronmas. Ari is at Ari Rockefeller, and you can find Mako-chan over at Makoto Mako-chan Kino. Hmm. I feel like I have some skills. Sorry. If you like what we do here on Vogue Network, please go ahead and support some of our other um, Vogue Network uh, podcasts. We have the Starboard Power Coupling podcast, and I believe if you listen in on Thursday, right after our replay, they are doing a, I believe they're doing a tribute to uh, Leonard Nimoy. If that's not the episode, definitely check out their podcast feed. The episode will be posted there. If you like what we do about, if you like television, movies, books, 
American programming, British programming, pop culture. There are four different shows out there for you to check out. Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pop Culture, and Understation Live. Four different shows with four different points of view. And if you like what we do here at Anime Jam Session, you should swing by around 8 o'clock and check out Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandalicious. They'll be floating around at PAX East this weekend, so if you see them, tell them we said what's up. And if you like to play MMOs such as Final Fantasy XIV, League of Legends, WoW, um, and others, check out MMO Wednesdays with Girls Gone WoW at 12 and Horde House at 10 p.m. And then we bring it all back on Sunday for uh, the Power Block. It's the Cornerstone Network programming here at the Vogue Network. It's the Bobby Blackwolf Show and Orange Dawn's Radio at 8 and 9 p.m. respectively. Definitely check out these shows if you like gaming, if you want to interact with other video gamers, if you're a casual gamer to the hardcore gamer, definitely check them out. And you'll get unbiased reviews and thoughts on everything that goes on in games to the industry and then some. Alright, um, go around. Um, programming note, there are none. Uh, we'll still be here on Tuesdays. Uh, if anything, we'll be. I think we will be off in May, we'll, we will probably will, there will probably will not be an episode Tuesday the twenty sixth, but we'll see as time gets closer. But most likely there may not be an episode. We'll, me and Mark will probably just be um, catching up recovering. from our recovering. Yeah, recovering. <laughs> yep, that's the word I was going looking for. Thank you. Uh, last words, Ari. Uh, let's see. John Stewart saved the uh, Daily Show bit on Monday Night Raw last night. Hmm. And it was a pretty lackluster show anyway, so what is that telling you? I don't even think I remember finish, uh, finish watching it, but a lot of people were saying it was like one of the better Raws, so, you know, go fig. Hmm. Last words, Mako-chan. Um, on my day off tomorrow, I... We'll probably be working on my Mandy wig finally. Oh, this should be fun. Mm. Yeah, the I have to redo it from the last time I wore it because the glue that I used was cheap glue, and we're talking cheaper than Elmer's glue, and uh, it did not dry clear and stay clear. Whoops. Yeah. yeah so it, it's got this uh, brown shade to it now in the Ew. glue. And I just I want to fix that. You. Yeah. I will also probably be playing Guild Wars. Because I haven't played in a while. My last words. Um, I have an interview tomorrow. I hope it leads into something. I'm kind of at the point where I just want a job. <laughs> as much as I enjoy sitting here collecting unemployment... I get bored pretty easily, and I get finicky about going out to places and, inv- and inviting people over, so, yeah. And also, I need to get on to playing some Guild Wars. I'm still at level 8. Well, I'll play tomorrow. I'll help you level up. Um, I think I could do that. I will let you know. Okie dokie. Loki. Is it one or two? Two. Two. Well, that is it. End up list. This Star vs. Pre-Tasty, so 
I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. Mmm, Starburst is really good. Dumbass. Alright, see you later then, I guess. Mako-chan? Yeah. It's your turn. Yeah. No closing words? Uh, no, I was ignoring you. <laughs> you are a fucking... <sighs> Good night, everybody! <laughs> I was waiting for the inflection to say that. Jamatane.